Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 130 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Hello everybody, it's Kelvin here, signing hello. Uh, <laughs> and it's me coughing. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, it's me and Andy in a hot, sweaty room today. It's very it stuffy here in Brighton. It is rather stuffy and very humid. Today, we're going to be talking about the uh, false consensus effect. Now, dare I ask, uh, what on earth is the false consensus effect, okay. Kelvin? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll frame the, the, where, I've come, where I'm coming from on this. Um, so, at the moment, I'm really interested in psychology. Um, because I think I'm not a, not a psychology student. I actually did media studies at university, um, which... Please don't all laugh at, but um, that's what I did at university. Um, but as I've got more and more involved in digital marketing, um, the more apparent it's become to me that a good understanding of psychology helps you deliver um, better marketing campaigns, really, because the better you can understand how people think, the the more likely you are to have a successful campaign. So I've been looking into a number of um, kind of cognitive biases um, where there are ways in which people behave that you perhaps might not expect them to or isn't the most rational way of behaving. Well, you certainly sound like a psychologist, Calvin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. But if, mm. if I do apologise for anyone who's a psychology expert, if I make any kind of assumptions or mistakes. Any Freudian slips. But essentially, um, false consensus effect is kind of a phenomena um, that people tend to overstate and overestimate how likely someone else is to agree with their opinions or their perspective. Um, And I think this, like a number of other potential cognitive biases that exist, um, can actually encourage you to make bad marketing decisions. Um, Now, they're human nature, these kind of biases. Um, So you can't really avoid them, but by being aware of their potential impact, you can, you know just be more self-aware about them and perhaps avoid you know the obvious pitfalls of them i would say so i'm dying for some examples well yeah so i mean the 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 psychological study um actually very very highly recommend a really really good psychology website called spring.org.uk which is where a lot of my kind of reading about psychology has begun um 
very highly recommended blog there, well worth reading. Um, and on um, their article about false consensus, they refer to um, a study that was done um, by Ross Green at House in 1977. I believe at Stanford University. I ought to have checked that before I came on air. But essentially, um, what they did is they took a group of students and asked them to wander around the university wearing a, a big sandwich board. Mm-hmm. And this big sandwich board said, eat at Joe's. Um, and, you know, so they had to... So potentially an embarrassing situation, potentially something that's kind of socially a little bit awkward. So something that perhaps not everyone would want to do. Um, and what was the motivation for the people who were kind of asked to do this? You know, what was the... Why should they... Um, walk around as a sandwich board well they just said that you would learn something interesting about yourself so mm. there was they were trying to kind of mitigate the kind of financial incentive to it so it was just kind of you'll, you'll find out something interesting about yourself and some people did and some people didn't now that wasn't the the experiment to see who was kind of brave enough to walk around in the sandwich board the real experiment was they asked the people who did walk around with the sandwich board um who was most like you know how how many other people would say yes how likely do they think other people were to say yes um and the people who said no how likely do you think it is that other people will have said no um so i'll read this so i get it right the people who agreed to wear the sandwich board 62 percent of them mm-hmm. um of the 100 percent of people who wore the sandwich board um thought that other people would agree and also wear a sandwich board okay so they estimated that 62 percent of people would would agree with them um, and of those who um, said no, um, who decided, I don't want to wear the sandwich board, I don't want to go into this potentially slightly awkward situation, um, only 33% of them thought that people would a- a- um, agree to wear the sandwich board. So, That's 77% of, they, they thought 77% of people would agree with them. Okay. Yeah. So, what we're finding here is that if you imagine kind of a 50 50 situation, it was 50 50 likelihood that other people would. So, si- 62% of people thought that they would do the same as them if they said yes. If people said no, 77% of people thought that they would agree with them and say no. So what it is there is that's a kind of a real good example of we think people are going to think the same things as us, even if they're equally likely or more likely to do other things. So we overstate how likely people are to agree with us. And it's kind of, there's various studies that have, you know, developed this and proved this, but that's kind of a prime example. So we think people are more like us than they actually than they are. actually are yeah um so what's some of the kind of um you know you know problems that can come on come out of that well you know you might you know anytime you've got to make an assessment about a piece of digital marketing you're doing you're making an assumption about how good that is or how relevant that is to your audience and so you're kind of going to assume that they're going to like similar things that you are so when you're designing a website you might try and put yourself in the shoes of the person who's going to use it but you're still basing that on assumptions of what it is that you like. So you like the design, therefore you assume other people will like the design or other people will like that copy. So, you know, people are generally pretty good at testing small elements of their business. Um, You know, so they might try five different pay-per-click advert copies. Um, They might try a couple of different layouts of their pages. But people don't very often test big elements of their business. Um, and the irony being, of course, that the bigger the element of the business, the more worthy of testing it becomes. Sure. Because, you know, yes, you know, seeing which pay-per-click advert can get a click-through rate of 5% rather than 4% is going to make some difference. But testing out whether people will actually buy your product 
or you know do they like the name of your brand do they get your different services people don't tend to do that testing quite as much as well um also there's kind of another element of false consensus is that you know you can if you tend to influence people without necessarily even realizing it so me and andy and get a couple of other people in here we have a brainstorming session we all come out and we've kind of come to a consensus there um and that's even more of a case, isn't it? Because we've assumed all, we all agree that we like it. And therefore, because there's a group here, we assume even more people are going to like that. So always, if you're having those types of big brainstorming sessions where there's a lot of you in a room together, you all convince each other of an argument, find out someone who wasn't in the room, who wasn't part of the discussion, what that's they think of it. So if there's a group of you, the, um, the, 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 the false consensus effect is actually magnified. Yeah, it's magnified off the yeah. back of that. So... Um, I mean, the real practical example of that, I don't know if you watched The Apprentice, but I think that is the perfect example of a group um, developing a, a, a magnified false consensus. Yeah. Where they're all sat in a room. Yeah, this is an amazing idea. This is an amazing <laughs> idea. And if they actually weren't in the room at that point in time, they'd realise what, what absolutely... And then later when they go and see Sat and Sugar, it's, yeah. Yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Yeah, it's another element as well that kind of I think I, I, I really should learn about false consensus is that say a new technology google plus i've been using it for a few weeks now mm. i know not everybody's going to be using google plus i'm aware of that i'm aware that i'm probably you know a little bit more of an early adopter on these kind of things um but despite that awareness that i'm an early adopter on these kind of things i've also got to be reasonably aware that i will overestimate the other you know the volume of other early adopters so even though i go okay yeah not everyone in the country is going to have a Google Plus account, but I still think quite a few people have mm. when actually probably it's a tiny minuscule group of people. And I think this is particularly evident on kind of the real cutting edge technology. So like, I think QR codes are, have a danger of being this. It's like, oh yeah, I've got a QR reader on my mobile phone. Yeah, because A, you've got a smartphone, which not everyone in the, in the world does have. And B, you probably work in marketing and mm. digital marketing. So you're more likely to have these types of technologies than other people are. So, yeah, you know, be aware of, of, of that as well. And the final point really is that there's also a flip side to false consensus, um, which is kind of false uniqueness. Um, and this is kind of like a yin to the yang on this, that um, people also tend to overestimate how unique a positive quality they think they have is. Um, so actually, um, if you ask any company what their unique selling point is, it's probably not as unique as they actually think it is. Um, so we kind of overestimate how likely people are to agree with us, and we also tend to overestimate how unique we are and how yeah. original our ideas are. So, so what's your unique selling point? Yeah, we're really, really good. Yeah, yeah. We put our customers <laughs> first, as opposed to those companies who deliberately put their customers... Like, you know, like that. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely part of that. So... I think, yeah, just to sum up on false consensus, it's, it's a relatively simple idea, but it's proven by science, which I think is the, mm. the thing to take, um, take notice of here, is that you will tend to overestimate how likely someone is to agree with you. Um, and that's going, to influ- that's going to influence you on a day-by-day basis when you're coming up with ideas for content, when you're mm. designing a web page, when you're coming up with an idea for an app that you think is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, so it really comes down to a, a simple idea, really, which is test anything that you possibly yeah, can. I was going to say, what, what's the solution? Is, is it testing? Is it judicious testing? Well, I mean, I think all of us measuring test and measure better than yeah. we do. Um, and test and measure the right things. Because, there's yeah, it's very easy to test and measure 
macro, you know, sorry, micro elements mm. of a business, but we very rarely test or measure in the same way macro decisions. So we're not kind of saying, okay, well, why don't, you know, I, I, people might do this, but, you know, when you're having a redesigning a website and everyone's got a different opinion and it kind of comes up that it's kind of big arguments, oh, I want the logo bigger, oh, I don't think it should be that font, you know, all these mm. types of decisions. I'm, I'm often surprised that, that people don't build three different websites um, that each, like, so one per, so say there's four of you deciding what websites you want to be, rather than getting in a room and arguing about it and coming up with something that nobody's happy with. Mm. Get the designer to build four different websites, all of which are mock-ups, you know, to a reasonable level of, you know, completion. And then, and then do some user testing and see which one works the best. Um, because you're going to all have assumed that people liked what you liked, when in fact they might be completely different. And I think that's partly the case. You can see it in things like long-form sales copy. I would never use it, and I assume, well, just because I would never oh, believe yeah. that. The 10-metre ten, the ten sales letter. Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> and people seem... You know, the testing seems to suggest for certain products at certain audiences, far more effective than short-form. Mm. But because I don't like long-form, I assume other people don't like long-form. Um, so, yeah, rely on data if at all possible. Um, test yourself and avoid the temptation to believe everybody thinks the same as you. Well, Professor Kelvin Newman. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Sigmund Newman. That was uh, very, very interesting. So basically, test, 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 and, and are we saying don't rely on your intuition here? Um, I think there's always going to be an element of intuition and creativity and just kind of running with things. Mm. Um, and I'm not one to deter people from taking a chance on something. In fact, actually, I think quite often people don't take enough chances, don't take enough risks. Mm. Um, but I think equally people assume that when they make a decision it's the right one far too frequently without any data to back that up and based largely on assumptions good stuff alright well that's a wrap I've been Andy White and you have been I have been um, and I expect to continue to be Kelvin Newman <laughs> and uh, this has been Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility and we'll see you again next time goodbye Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 